Hello everyone. Welcome to the final episode of season 2 of CSM Secrets and we have as our guest Adrian Brady, founder and chief experience officer of CX Chronicles that help companies of all sizes build, scale and optimize customer success. And how do they do that? They have four key pillars: team, tools, processes and feedback. Besides that, CX Chronicles also serves great content on CS through their podcast featuring industry leaders. Let's welcome Adrian today. Hey Adrian, good morning and welcome to CSM Secrets. We are very happy to have you in the show today. Thank you so much. I'm super pumped to to chat with you and to and to uh talk about customer success and customer experience. Yeah, you know, it's this this podcast is very different of its kind this particular recording because I'm actually speaking to someone who's in the business of speaking to so many other leaders and you know publishing uh newsletters and you know enlightening the entire cs audience so i'm thrilled that you know somebody that does what i've just started doing is with me today <laughs> you know i i i pumped i'm pumped and it's awesome to see that there's more and more folks that are are getting into this space and trying to figure out how not only you can build a community but just share all the awesome ideas that customer yeah. focused business leaders are doing across the world so i'm i'm pumped to get into it all right let's go chief experience office that's a wow for me Tell us about CX Chronicles, the journey, right? How did it all start, and what does it aim to accomplish? How do you intend to serve your customers? So, 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 number one, I'm going to be totally, totally honest here. We 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 started CX Chronicles a little a little bit backwards. Um, long story short, you know, I've been working on. uh customer experience and customer success for many years so so i spent time in new york city working at a at a plethora of different venture capital backed startup companies building their customer experience and customer success teams and um as as we were as we were joking about prior prior to today's show um you know i kept struggling to find places to find helpful granular detailed um uh, ideas and tips and tricks that you could immediately call to action and drive into your business and your team and so i started the business a little bit backwards cuz i started a podcast for a soon and i i started interviewing customer focused business leaders from across the world uh fa- startup founders uh vice presidents of customer experience customer success chief customer officers and i and i went out on this mission to try to figure out what are all these different people out there doing that is allowing them to build these incredible customer experiences but more importantly allowing their businesses to grow allowing their businesses to scale and and so really the big part of what we do at CX Chronicles today uh it's it's about uh helping our clients navigate the jungle of customer experience and customer success by optimizing what we call the four CX pillars team tools process and feedback. So today much of the work that we do so it's really uh, it revolves around um those four areas and and we spend a lot of time thinking about how we can really improve and and optimize those different functions with our clients businesses. Wow. Okay. So what is your definition of customer experience? Like when I say definition I'm not looking for English, right? Let's say that you were to certify a CS org as delivering great experiences in your learning what parameters would you checklist did you so, just, yeah yeah go ahead no i think i uh, look i think it's a, it's an awesome question because the reality is you're going to get a ton of different answers and i and i and you're right so it's like you 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 everyone's got a slightly different lens and a slightly different look and a slightly different set of definitions for what customer experience and customer success is i think what i try to typically tell people or what i truly have just begun to believe at this point after seeing all these different for businesses and these different teams and these different executive leadership groups how they've sort of positioned this but i think about customer experience 
as the entire customer journey, right? So from the very first touch point or the very first instance that a potential customer or an existing customer learns about what your business is, what your product or your service is, what you're about, how you're going to help them, how you're going to serve them, um, all the way through to the last touch point that you had with the business, whether it was the last transaction, whether it was the last telephone call, whether it was the last ticket or email. So, so when I think about the definition of customer experience in today's world, it can be deep and it can be wide. And I think it, I think it encompasses all of the different um, uh, teams, the different touch points, the different solutions or tools that we're using to serve our customers and, and to deliver for our customers. Um, and I think lastly... I think it's an ever, ever changing definition, Sue. I think that every one of the most fun parts about being a customer experience and customer success, we have our tentacles in every part of the business, right? We're in sales, <laughs> we're in marketing, we're in ops, we're in product, we're in analytics. You know, we go up to leadership, we go, we go down through the ranks. So it's an ever-changing definition. And I think every CXer and CSer needs to constantly be tweaking and editing and sort of evolving the way that they think about the definition of what customer experience and what customer success means to them. Yeah, that's true. So in your overall journey so far, right, what was the best best value or outcome you have been able to deliver uh, to customers as part of CX Chronicles, right? Given it's a heavy knowledge-based venture and it intends to, you know, gather and spread knowledge, any, um, any really, uh, you know, spectacular outcomes or anything that you would like to share with us in this journey so far? So absolutely. So I think number one, um, just like every other business in the world, and certainly like any other startup or growth-focused business, um, every single one of the customers that we've had the pleasure of working with has just taught us a whole other slew of opportunities and a whole other set of ideas around what companies can be doing to really think about building world-class leading customer experiences. And I think what what the five key areas or the five key value uh, drivers that we push with our clients at CX Chronicles today. Number one, we start with our CX scorecards, Suba. And basically, every CX and CS leader has to understand how they're performing today and what they what their benchmarking or what their performance level looks like as it relates to competitors or to other uh, other other or CX or CS teams that are similar to their space or similar to the focus area but number one is our CX scorecard and you have to have an assessment and an understanding of how you're doing today the second big thing is customer journey mapping and a lot of people tend to roll their eyes when you think about oh boy here comes another CX person talking about journey mapping but the yeah. reality is this if you're not taking the time to get the right group of SMEs or around the table in your business and understand, like we just kind of talked about a second ago, but the customer journey map is the blueprint for your business. If you can understand areas of awareness and consideration and conversion and onboarding and retention, and then eventually renewals and loyalty, and you go and you go through that entire process and you start to understand all the teams that are involved, all the touch points that your customers and your team has to think about. What are the what are the solutions or what is the tech stack required to make that that experience excellent? And then you start thinking about two key areas, right? Employee consternation and, and, and customer consternation. And you begin to bake that together you begin to have a serious plan of action or a serious roadmap outlook that you can work backwards on. So, so number two is definitely customer journey mapping. The third part is living playbooks. And Sub, I'll be honest with you, the last two years uh, with the whole world changing and the, 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 there's a huge push for hybrid mm. and remote work management, we've spent a ton of time with some of our incredible customers helping them 
curate their living playbooks. Now more than ever, it's, it is imperative to make sure that you have your day-to-day customer and CX and CS operations and FAQs and best practices documented somewhere. Guys, it doesn't have to be crazy. It could be a Google Doc that eventually you bring back into your LMS or your learning management software or, or, or even into your Confluence or your knowledge base. I think some of the best companies in the world out there, they do a phenomenal job of leveraging their internal playbook content to also populate their customer-facing FAQ content. And that's a, that's another huge area of value that we're constantly driving, trying to drive with our, our clients at CXC. The fourth big area, it's voice of customer reports. So, yeah. so as you can imagine, like now more than ever, even, even the smallest startup with just a few customers, you've got a tremendous amount of customer data at your fingertips. You've got phone calls, you've got emails, you've got text messages, you've got all the different types of actual account portfolio metrics in terms of their ARR, their MRR. You've got ideas about who's right for upsell, who's right for cross-sell, all of these different things. We spent a ton of time working with our clients to help them understand how they can make some of that voice of customer reporting actionable. And how can you do a really excellent job of managing it up to your executive leadership team so that you can get executive support and buy-in and then push it down throughout the ranks and across the business so everyone understands how you're trying to row the boat in one direction. And then the fifth and the final area that we try to drive value is, you know, similar to you, Suba, we, we, I, get the, I have the pleasure of talking to amazing customer-focused business leaders all, all over the place. And one of the things that as we grew CXC and as we grew our business, we started to realize, you know, we have over 10,000 CX and CSers in the CX nation today. So we actually started helping our clients with thinking about how they can find, recruit, and secure and retain their CXC certified leader. So after we come in and we do the bulk of the, the CX and the CS construction and mapping, then we help these, we help our clients with finding who is going to be the guy or the gal that's going to lead the charge as they scale and they grow into the future. Right. Okay. So where do you think customers or organizations generally go wrong with this? I think one of the big things that I'm seeing, hearing, and 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 generally living on a, on a daily basis, um, CX and CS is a team sport. It's yeah. a team sport. You need every single uh, executive leader and you need every one of your extended leadership team members and managers and directors to be a part of the game. And if they aren't, it's going to be a lot harder. It's going to be a lot harder to be able to build an incredible customer experience. And I think the one area that I see so many companies going slightly off the rails on, even companies that are killing it, even companies that are crushing their sales goals, they're bringing on new customers, they're growing the team. It's this idea of not taking the time to build a sound CX and CS focused compass, right? Everybody in the business needs to have an understanding of who you are, why you exist, and where you're going. And once folks have an understanding of what's north, what's south, what's east, what's west, then they can go into their own teams, their own departments, their own subject matter expertise areas, and they can start building to that. Now, I think there's a number of different ways that you can think about this. I mean, there's there's all sorts of different examples out there of how um, companies have done a phenomenal job of baking in the employee experience and socializing everything and doing a phenomenal job of making sure that everybody in the organization is on the same page, whether it's through their OKRs or their strategic objectives or their quarterly missions. But this is one of the biggest areas that we continuously see people uh, and, and different companies um, just 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 not doing not doing it as best as they could. I think that's one of the easiest places that any uh, startup founder or any business leader can, can, can spend some time to improve their business and to really get their team involved too. That's the other yeah. part. Got to get your team yeah. involved. 
Absolutely. That's a wonderful answer, Adrian. I love it. So how do you think CS as a function will evolve in the future? Like, you know, I know that you've been in this for, I mean, nearly uh, a decade. So your, your predictions for our industry or as a function, right, for the next two to five years, as, as much as you can predict. Sure. So I think number one, I think anybody listening to this show or anybody that's part of customer experience, customer success, customer support, we are in a phenomenal place. I, I think that now more than ever, uh, what, what, what COVID and what the global pandemic showed every consumer and every business owner and business executive in the world is expectations have changed, period. Consumer expectations have changed. People want to do business. They want to do business with companies that put their customers first put their employees first and are constantly delivering on the expectations that they set all the way in the front of the sales cycle, right? All the way in the very beginning of the, of the outcome. And I think over the next two to five years, a couple of things, number one, every single day I'm blown away by how many technology companies are raising a tremendous amount of money to build additional technology and, uh, and additional solutions to help companies really try to understand how they can manage, wrangle, and scale their customer journey. I think there's tons of companies out there that are doing a phenomenal job of not just curating some of that customer content that we call that we talked about earlier, or some of the playbook or the SOP content that we talked about earlier, but making it actionable, right? Making it actionable. And the last part, making it living, right? Because if you're not baking in your control and monitoring planning, if you build a playbook today with your team, chances are in a fast-growing business, it's going to be wildly different by next month. There's going to be new playbook sections. There's going to be new teammates. There's going to be maybe a new tool that you don't have today that you do have tomorrow. And so I think that you know, over the next two to five years, we are going to see a ton of shift and investment in the customer experience and the customer success space. One last thing, one last idea to, for our listeners. I think that we're about to enter um, a new world of where executive teams across the world are going to take a really, really hard look at their sales budgets. And I think the the seats and the roles and the contributors that they traditionally maybe would have awaited a little bit longer to either put on a performance improvement plan or maybe to move, move away from them if they're underperformers, I think we're going to see more and more and more of those traditional sales and revenue-based functions come over to the CX and CS side because you have never seen more companies or more executive teams just completely laser-focused on customer portfolio management, retention, net revenue retention, churn mitigation, and customer satisfaction. And the reality is how you're going to get that in any business, in any industry, is by having a phenomenal customer success organization that is only there to drive that satisfaction, drive that product adoption and usability, and, and, and by way of building relationships get the retention out of those activities. So I think I think there's going to be a ton of different uh, fun things coming down the coming down the works <laughs> for all CX and CSers. Awesome. Thank you. So Adrian, with that, right, I want to conclude the series round where you know you shared some really compelling perspectives about everything that you know about CS as it stands today. But now we want to find out a little more about you as a person. And that's where we have our rapid fire round. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. Let's go. Okay. So you're off to the moon and you're likely never coming back and you're allowed to take three functions at work with you and none of you are coming back. What are the three functions that you will take along who you think without them, you will not be successful? 
<laughs> okay, so I, I love the question. Um, I think, okay, number one, if I'm going to the moon, it's a long trip there and it's obviously <laughs> going to be a wildly volatile environment once we get there. I definitely want one of my one of my analysts or one of my mathematic friends with me just to help make the journey and, and the landing a bit easier. Um, number two, I would definitely want one of our technologists or one of our developers or engineers to come with. I'm imagining we're going to have to do constant solutioning. We're going to have to come up with a bunch of different ways of just getting through that experience and, and, and being able to stay alive. And then number three, um, I got to bring a salesperson with me because if we do run into any issues or if we do run into any obstacles, I want to make sure that we have one of our storytellers and one of our relationship builders right there ready to go to get us through any obstacles or any challenges that we face. Oh, great. So that... Okay, on to my next one, right? So a bunch of fresh college grads with absolutely no industry experience or technical hands-on, if you will, come to you and they are seeking for a seat in your team. What does it take for them to deserve that seat? So, okay, I think number one, one of my absolute favorite parts of the customer um the customer-focused business leaders that we've had on the CX Chronicles podcast, I'm just, I gotta start with this. Every single one of these people has a wildly different path to getting to where they are today. So it's super important to say there's going to be a million different possible paths that you could, that, that these individuals can take or future CX and CSers can take. I think what I've learned from my own experience and then just from learning from so many other incredible business leaders, I think number one, it's this intense curiosity. I think some of the best yeah. CX and CSers that I've ever worked with, they are they just have this innate ability to dig in ask multiple questions, um, have this meaningful conversation that is able to almost like squeeze some of the juice out of the stone, if you will. And they're information collectors. They're constantly digging and prodding and poking and they're intensely curious. So I think that's number one. Number two, I think that you got to thinking about CX and CS is hard. This is a hard uh, a hard role. It's a hard position. It's constantly changing. If you're at a, at a startup or a growth-focused company, CX and CS constantly gets dumped. All of these additional things that maybe at scale won't be a part of the uh, of the team, but you got to be resilient. So number two is resilient. You have to have resolve. You got to be resilient. You need to be able to get ready to show up to, uh, to the game every single solitary day and give it your best. And then number three, I would say is um, this idea of you got to be somebody that's interested in human relationships and having some empathy because at the end of the day, every account's going to be different. Every set of customer or account challenges is going to be different. And realistically, some of the best CX and CSers out there, they have intense empathy skills. They can hear, they can listen, they can feel what's going to be critical, what's not critical, what might break a deal, what might cause a churn, or better yet, and more positively, what might make them what what might might make them upsell or cross sell or maybe they want additional licenses or maybe they want um, another year of the contractor and so I think that empathy piece and that relationship building is going to be super super big so those those would be my three skills that I think aspiring future CX and CSers should really be thinking about. Okay, so if there is one favorite cartoon character that represents a good CSM, what would you choose? So I think okay, I'm going to have to go with Superman <laughs> because <laughs> I think I think the real I was thinking you know I was thinking about. 
um, what are some of the best CX and CS folks that I've ever had the good pleasure of working with? And they are like super men and super women. They, uh, they're able to juggle so many different variables at one time. They have the ability to almost like a chameleon or almost like Superman. They can go from their, their, their Clark Kent view into just this incredible superhero. That's just taking care of, uh, escalations and, and talking customers off the cliff and working with product and analytics and sales to get stuff done and figure things out. And it's hard, right? So I'd have to go with Superman. That's it's, it's an incredible position. And frankly, I think that we're going to see a ton of future executives. They're going to come out of customer experience and customer success. That's my bet. Okay. So if you were a popular personality who either lived in the past or is living today, whom do you relate to as your own self the most? It has so to be a, a celebrity. It's an excellent question. I think, um, you know, if <laughs> there's so many for me, Super, I'll be fully, fully candid. This is a hard one for me to answer because I grew up obviously just reading so much about all these different entrepreneurial personalities. I've always been attracted to just how different people were able to build their businesses and really kind of build the way that 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 they they have this vision in their head, right? I think yeah. for me, uh, I would throw uh, someone like Phil Knight is incredible. Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, number one. The fella found something that he was deeply passionate about. He yeah. was not going to foul at that business. He was not going to let anybody sway him. Um, he knew that there was this huge possibility for putting shoes on every single set of feet in the world. And then he persevered. For folks that haven't had a chance to learn a little bit about the Nike story, pick up Shoe Dog and, and just... Uh, understand the challenges, the perseverance, and the time, guys. People yeah. think that the, people think these businesses are set up overnight. It can take decades to set up these yeah. businesses and to be able to amass millions and millions of customers, or even thousands or hundreds of customers. So, I would say Phil Knight is an incredible um, business person that I've always uh, found so interesting. And and then on top of it, super last thing, he found something that he spent his entire life building optimizing and spreading across the planet. And I think that there's there's a lot that you can learn from that story. Yeah. Awesome. So what is one unique skill that you bring to the table that has never failed, which you think anybody can also learn to cultivate or be proud of having? I would say the power of conversation, right? I think that at the end of the day, every business is built on customers. But to get customers and to keep customers somebody in your business, doesn't even have to be you. If you're the founder and you're not great at sales, you're not great at conversation, somebody in your business needs to be a conversationalist. They need to be able to go have a conversation with any guy, any girl from any any part of the world. And they need to be able to do a couple of things. Number one, just, just, just have some level of connection, right? Number two, listen, listen to the stories that they tell, listen to the things that are they're struggling with or that they're, they, they need help with. Um, and then number three, I think that as most businesses and as most CX and CS teams grow, you have to have people that ask excellent questions that unlock all of these different doors that end up leading to future products, future services, future pricing adjustments. So I think being a conversationalist and practicing your conversational skill sets is one of the easiest things that you can do if you want to accelerate your, your, your career in the CX and the CS space. Okay. What is one overarching strategy or value that you live by? That you're um, not ready to compromise no matter what. 
I, I would say the power of focus. I think one of the one of the beauties of of, of my work um, with the team at CX Chronicles is we work with these wildly ambitious growth focused companies. Many of them are venture capital backed. They've got incredibly smart people. They've got resources. They're ready to grow and they're ready to rock and roll. And we will come into some of our client work and we will see these OKR sets that are 25, 30, 40, 50 different OKRs deep. And my thing is this, but if you're not focused um, and if you don't constantly drive the power of focus within your team and within your business and within your customer base, it's going to be really hard to crush goals. So I think the power of focus is something that I do not yield on. If you want to give, you know, coming up with ideas, frankly, that's easy. Ideas and iteration and coming up with all these different possibilities. That's the easy stuff. Focusing on the two or three things that you're going to do for this month or this quarter, that's how you push the needle forward. That's how you push the ball forward. And that's how you get huge things done in a short a short period of time. Okay. Can you share a funny moment that you've had with the customer? I mean, anything that has really made you laugh thinking back? <laughs> so okay, I've had a lot, lot of, lot of fun customer interactions over the year. Worked, you know, as I mentioned earlier, worked at a number of different really fun startups um, in New York City. I'd say the, the the one story that comes to mind: one of the companies that I was the head of customer experience at in New York City, a company called One Fine Stay. We were essentially a white glove Airbnb company. I had the pleasure from time to time. One of the one of the things that I love doing as head of customer experience, I'd pop out and I would do uh, check ins with guests. So we'd have guests arriving in New York City. We would pop over to the house. And I, I remember one time I must have spent over an hour with this with this lovely couple from London trying to figure out how to get the damn TV to work. And I know all of us now, we've, we've gotten obviously super used to all of our smart TVs and everything. This was probably about, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago. And... Uh, we spent an hour just laughing and talking and trying to get the the cable and the and and some of the apps working and it's funny it was a situation that you would think oh boy this experience is starting bad it's starting south like they're not going to be happy they're not going to you know the experience isn't starting off with a bang and it ended up being a phenomenal experience that in that hour of trying to troubleshoot and trying to help them navigate how they were going to use this this TV set for the next month during their stay in New York City, we got to know more about each other. They got to know more about the business. They got no. They got to know more about myself, and it ended up being a situation that really what started like it was going to be pretty volatile. It turned out to be a phenomenal experience, and and it was one that I think about to this day. This couple was hysterical, and they're they're from the London area, so that would be the one thought that comes to mind. So what do you think, Adrian, as a person stands for, as a personal brand value? Let's say you're not in a room and people are actually speaking about you. What do you think they'll say? Well, hopefully, hopefully all good stuff, number one. But I think that for most of the folks that I've had the pleasure of working with, both on my teams in the past and certainly with every one of the clients that I have the privilege of working with today at CX Chronicles, um, I think, number one, they're going to tell you... Um, about what I kind of mentioned earlier, I, you know, intense curiosity. I am a firm believer in if you want to get to the bottom of building an incredible customer experience or building an incredible customer success plan, you need to ask so many different questions and you need to understand what information do you have? What information don't you have? I think intense curiosity is is such a powerful, powerful uh, part of the equation. And then I'd say the second big part, and I, and I, and I hope everybody that knows me well agrees with this, you got to be fiercely positive, right? Building a customer success or a customer experience program or team or roadmap, it's hard. You, you have constant blockers. You have constant sways of opinion. You've got some executives that buy it. You've got other, other executives that are trying to sell it all day long because they don't want another thing coming down their plate. And then lastly, 
you got to be able to socialize this stuff, right? So, so, so intense curiosity, and then your ability to be able to really navigate um, what the team, what the business, or what the folks that are actually going to take care of the calls to action need to think about and do to make these big things happen. So, I would say those would be a, a few, a, a few of the areas that 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 I really try to bake into into my own personal brand. All right. So finally, whatever you want to tell our audience, I mean, you leave your blueprint and say something that is really worth remembering before you leave and anything else that you want to share, like your social media handles, want to promote anything, please feel free. This this one extra minute is all yours to <laughs> do. I will not interfere. <laughs> okay. So I think I think one of the things that we spend a ton of time talking about the podcast and talking about with our clients and just for anybody that, that, that is checking out some of our CX Chronicles content, I think it's really important for folks to remember to make happiness a habit. Because again, life is going to be difficult. Work is going to be difficult. Family is always presents its own challenges. And obviously... Every one of us is going through our own gauntlet of things in life. So just take a minute to stop and make happiness a habit. And I think for business leaders, uh, especially now, we're going to have to have employee experience is going to have to be front and center for the biggest and the best companies of tomorrow. So I think it's really imperative that executive teams across the world start taking a minute to think about how they can make happiness a habit in their business and how they can make happiness a habit both with their customers and their teammates. And then it's the last part in terms of where people can find out more about CX Chronicles. Number one, check out the CX Chronicles podcast. Um, similar to Suba, we, we, we have all of these incredible CEOs, COOs, and CROs, and chief customer officers coming on the show. They talk about their teams. They talk about their tools, their process, and their feedback. So start with the CX Chronicles podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. And then check out the website. Go to www.cxchronicles.com and take a look at some of the work that we're doing there. Um, if, if you're interested in learning more about how we might be able to help you, check out our complimentary CX scorecards. It's the easiest way to see how your CX stacks up today, how you're performing, and, and it gives you some ideas around what you can be doing to push the future of your CX and your CS uh, efforts and investments forward into the future with your business. Awesome. Thank you, Adrian. I know that I caught you on a busy morning time, but you know, thank you for accommodating um, everything, the changes in schedule, everything. I truly appreciate your being in my podcast today. It's my pleasure. Keep up the awesome work. And I, and I can't wait to see uh, future episodes coming down uh, the pipeline from the CSM Secrets podcast. Absolutely. Thank you once again. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until we see you the next time, take care and stay safe.